This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rocks Lawn Care and Gardening podcast. Here we are on episode number 46 entitled Just Do It and it's that old Nike phrase or Nike however you like to say it where you just need to go do it and just chase after it. This episode, I just feel absolutely pumped. Um, anyone that's sort of listened to the previous few or seen that red lining episode, you know, I felt like a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, it was maybe just the start of the season blues, whatever it might have been, but I did just feel like the thought of everything was just maybe getting on top of us and I just had a few different things going on from a few different directions. And this, you know, I've received feedback from and, you know, it, it it's popular, it's, it's across the board, you know, I'm not saying everyone feels that way, but a lot of people could kind of relate with it, but now that we're sort of pushing forward, and that the ideas start, you know, going again, and you start getting in the rhythm of things, and your usual lawn care, and everything comes back into, comes back into play, it just gets you thinking again, and a bit more on track, gets you stimulated again to just go for it, and it just gets, I find your head in the right sort of place for, making the correct decisions, you know, thinking the right way about, you know, what future intent you've got. And I don't know what anyone else is like in this sort of soul trader world or even whether you're limited. But I think personally, if you sat there and you're not thinking about what's next or you're not thinking about, right, what bit of kick can help me out now, if you're not ever evolving, forever trying to move forward, then, you know, I think that's a bit of a bad sign, you know, unless you've already got everything and you've made it and, you know, you're completely sufficient with and with everything you've got, then you know, good on you, your sound. But I think for the the mass number of us, especially if you're in the first few years of your business, you know, you're still thinking, what's next? What can I do to improve? And how can I move beyond? And you know, this just do it thing. It's just like saying effort. You know what I mean? Hit that button, just go for it. And there's just a few things by this that's kind of got me thinking that way. One is pricing, you know, it's something that I don't actually think will ever stop stop changing, stop moving forward, stop increasing, really. I mean, we see it across the board. I've seen something today where it was like, you know, a house, something like 20 years ago was 150 grand and now it's like 450 grand and, you know, completely irrelevant to why, you know, what I'm talking about now and our sort of pricing, but... 
things are just constantly moving, whether it's, you know, it wouldn't be surprised if we're all paying 500 grand for a house one day and, you know, that's going to be the norm. So, and it was something like, within that, it was the fact that, like, the minimum wage had changed in, like, £3 or something like, you know, 20 year ago, it was maybe around £7 or £6 uh, an hour for minimum wage. And, yeah, it's just the fact that nothing changes that much in what we're getting paid, but a lot changes with what we're paying for and how we go about that and whether that's kit, equipment, you know, the, the house, the roof that's over your head, the vehicle you're driving, God knows, you know. I mean, I would never have dreamed, even when I was 18-year-old, and it wasn't just the fact that I was, you know, 18, I was pulling in a full wage at 18, and I was at 16, really. And so it wasn't the fact of, you know, I couldn't afford it, but, you know, for anyone to jump out there now and spend 15 grand on a car is is normal, whether you actually pay in cash price or whether you pay by lease. You know, it it's not really it's not really understood, I think, enough how much that percentage jump is of people actually doing it. And I think it's because it's just more the norm, you know. And it just brings me along around to a lot of things where it's like we just need to go out there, we've got to do it, just don't even not not so much not worry, you've got to think these things through, but you've just got to you've got to push the button on a lot of things. And, you know, I should have possibly, co- co- that's what I should have probably possibly called this uh, podcast is like, just push the button. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. That's what I feel pumped about because, you know, if anyone else is kind of like me within the industry here, the last couple of weeks have just been mad. You know, three phone calls today and, you know, we're on, it's just after four o'clock. So where I am and it just seems that people are getting that that interested or, you know, after you've been out there for a little while, the work just comes naturally. I mean, some of them today, one's been about a hedge, one's, I've actually had two loans, sorry, and then it's been four today. And the fourth one has been a commercial site that's trying to get me into like a power plant, I believe it is. I haven't looked at it properly, but it is an area that needs sort of prepping and overseeding just through where trucks have been going over the verges and all that sort of stuff. So still not sure if I'm going to take any of them on, but, you know, that's four, you know, and and that's just today. Yesterday there was a couple that I turned down just because of lack of space in room. I've actually had one opened up at the moment uh, as of today where I couldn't offer enough time to one of my clients and they've went back to one of their old gardeners, but they've still kept me on for the lawn care side. But I'm at a point where, you know, I took on a bit more than what I could chew, and that's possibly why I got a bit stressed to start this season, is the fact that I wasn't going to, you know, I was going to stop at a certain place and just go, that's all my clients for this year, I'm going to close the books, I'm going to, you know, turn the website off, I'm going to put posts everywhere saying I'm completely full, but we're talking like February time, that many of my main clients stayed with me through all the price raises and stuff, that you know, I, I was more or less full from last year. And going forward with that, I was just thinking, right, although I was going to stop, I thought I'll just take on a couple more, you know, just for what it might be. So I took on more than what I could choose. So I've been chasing my tail the last few weeks, as I've just said. And now we're in a point where if a couple lose, if I lose a couple through price changes and things like that, then I've already got more than I need. So it doesn't matter because I can allocate that time elsewhere. For example, I've got current, and this is a good tip for anyone talking about it with any of their clients and 
keeping in touch with them and what they're after and what they need is finding that. And so, for example, I couldn't offer this client. I only done this client's one hour every two weeks. What really isn't enough for, you know, they've out of a out of a little guess here. They must be somewhere in the region of a three hundred and fifty meter square garden. That's front and back. So it's a you know it's a decent size. Uh, it's probably a bit more than that actually. Yeah, maybe close out of four five hundred meter squared. Anyway, it just that isn't enough. You know, they always need weeding done, and I get through a third of the borders before then having to leave and come back the next time. And then, you know, you, you, you're just chasing your tail. It's not enough time. And you get these brilliant clients out there that they want more, that they're understandable. You know, it's not the fact that money isn't an object, but they just need, they know what their garden needs and they know what they're willing to pay for it. And they've been asking me since going on 16 months, possibly that, you know, they ideally want at least a minimum of two hours. And I think that was a week as well. And I could offer them one week every two, uh, one hour every two weeks. What really isn't enough. So anyway, one more about what keeping in touch with your clients is then I've got another client that is £30 an hour. And that's any form of maintenance. So I don't do their loans, but I do do everything else. So the strimming of this whole, it's about an acre property. I do the strimming of the whole areas around the orchard. Orchard, however you pronounce it, I do um, all the pruning through winter of all the different trees and fruit trees that they have there. Everything that sort of keeps me by. There's leaf tidy ups. There's a uh, general maintenance of the whole property. Quite frankly, just keeping it in good nick. And again, that's only two hours every two weeks, and they're willing to go up to five. Now these people have bared with me. They really sound really good, but because I know they're happy for me to jump up to five hours. And this conversation came about about when we, I spoke to them about employment. So we kind of had this conversation with like Dave, um, the long guy, and I've had it with several other people where Mike Day, I think we've spoke about it as well, about employees and what that's sort of like. But about how you go from offering your services you, you know, people and customers take on you, who are Tom's lawn care, whatever you might be. And then when you bring in James or Sarah, whoever it might be, then how do you sort of pass that across and be like, right, it isn't me visiting anymore. It's now going to be Sarah, Louise, Jonathan, whoever it might be, now visiting your property and carrying out this work. And so anyway, I've started having these conversations with these people in in sort of larger gardens, ones that could do with a bit more help, two hands or just more um, sorry, an extra set of hands, or just more work put towards it. And yeah, I've started having the conversation of, well, how do you feel about if I did bring someone on, or if I could get someone in just part time, even if it's just for your property, would you be okay with that? We've been having this conversation for a long, long while, and we've seen very easily last year that two hours gets the basic main. And I know I'm normally streaming for two hours, put it that way, you know, and there's still more to get done. So, because they've also got rough areas where really you'd need ideally a gorilla and knock it down, you know, a couple of times a year, things like that. And they're more than happy anyway. So we've spoken about that. The client's happy with it all. That's all been in the pipeline. Like when I talk about hitting the button and just doing it, you know, I'm I'm just having these conversations. Anything that's in the back of my head, I've really noticed this, this feeling of just going, what am I waiting for? Am I, same with quotes, am I scared of them just saying no? Because if that is the reason, then I'm not bothered anymore. You know, I'm not, 
I'm not willing to put myself in a place where things aren't working out the best for me. Because at the end of the day, when you're in a business and you're doing it yourself, it's got to work out best for you. And because if it isn't, then you're coming second to your own business. That that happens in big companies. You're never first in a company. You know, you're not the direct line of success or you're not what they care about directly. Usually within bigger companies, you're just a name number, a name tag, whatever it might be. And anyway, so I started thinking this way. And they're really happy to bring on, you know, another set of hands if I can. I haven't actually pressed a button on that part yet. So if I if I do, then I'll bring that into context and I'll probably bring that into a podcast episode. But what we have done is, because I've been having these conversations, they've made me aware, you know, through these conversations that they're willing to have up to five hours worth, you know, if even if that is two people. So you'd be there, what, two and a half hours <clears throat> as a two-man band and you get the stuff done. Well, in this case, because I now know that they need more, this person's, you know, taken off part of my this customer with you know that's taken me out as being a gardener there and kept me on for the lawn care side of things I've lost a fraction of that business but what that now does is it opens me up an hour every two weeks and what what is it it's also on the same day as I have this client that I currently do two hours for that requires five so I haven't done it yet but I this is literally fresh in last couple hours you know, of conversation before I've started recording this podcast. And I'm now going to just offer it over to them. They're willing to have five, two isn't enough, obviously. I'm going to start offering them free. And free? Three. I pronounced that wrong. And if that is the case and we go forward with it, then not only am I now doing an extra hour on the property, that's a £30 an hour property, but I'm also now not driving for another job. You know, on the same day, I now don't have that travel of 10 miles or whatever it might be. This one's actually only about four miles, three miles. So it's not too bad at all. But I would now be in that property for longer, no drive time, anything else. So, you know, things like this just kind of work. And it happens by just pressing the button on things, just doing it. Just have that conversation. You know, and this is one thing that I really struggled with last year when I had a client that was very friendly client. At the beginning, she wasn't at the end, but she just lived too far away. It was an inconvenience to service her property. And for the whole year, I've, I beat around the bush by going to visit her property, getting into the house an extra 45 minutes later at night when I should have been sat there with my family, chilling out, having a cup of tea, and talking about non work related stuff. Instead, I was traveling, you know, half an hour in the opposite direction of home just to service one of these properties and the only time when I did think about pressing the button and I was like that's it I told my other half that's it I'm done I'm you know I'm done with that property I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel it today blah 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 got there and she turned around and she was like I'm so glad that you so glad that you serviced my property Sam honestly it's it's been such a different I don't know what I'll do without you all this stuff and you know they were literally her words and I stopped <laughs> I stopped going ahead with it. You know, I took my finger off the button and I thought, oh, how can I deal with that? You know, and there is certain times when it just gets to you and it just, you do put your client way above you and you just think, oh, what's the harm? You know, yeah, it's only another half an hour, 45 minutes, but, you know, it'll be all right. And in the end, when I was starting this year, she received the emails like everyone else about all the startups this year. 
And, you know, in the end, I had to just stop it. And she reacted really badly, actually. And I can't remember if I've talked about that in a previous podcast. But and I'll speak about it now because this is kind of this is an inspiring podcast. Not maybe not for you as such, but I feel a bit of inspiration just over the last couple of weeks. And it's not by no offense to the world out there, but not by anyone in particular. But I just feel this this spur of motivation and inspiration to just go on, do things, get things done. And it's got me looking in loads of different areas of where I might want to take the business in, how other things might unfold for things like the YouTube channels and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's in a good place. But yeah, this conversation I had with this client, you know, I mentioned, so sorry, and this was a long paragraph. I, I can't service you properly anymore. It's, you know, a bit too much out the way. I'm, I'm restricting my area. I was really polite about the whole thing. Um, I'm restricting my area of work, so it's a bit more um, denser of a route that I look after. And like I say, bear in mind, she's 30 minutes one way, 25 minutes away back, depending on traffic, out from my working area. I'll I'll say that as well. So with all that, and this was in like February time when I pushed this out to her, and I even says to her, look, I'll look after your, after your property up until it was something like May the 16th or something, whenever it would be like her last visit. And so I had offered her three months of, you know, to find someone else. She said, okay, I'm really disappointed. You know, I really enjoyed you working here, all the rest of it. And we left it at that. I, I apologized again because I'm that type of person. And we cracked on. Little do I know, about six weeks afterwards, I received a message from her saying I found someone else. And then she went on to sort of send me a huge paragraph of like, I'm really disappointed that you're not coming back. Uh, then she, it was, you're using my pictures on Google, which I had permission for in the beginning. You're using my pictures on Google on your website. I say, I want all of them removed and deleted like right now. And it was just, and obviously I'm not hearing her words, but I'm reading, I'm reading her words. And it came across as so angry towards me, you know, and I almost thought, if this is the loop, you know, and, and I'm sure, and it isn't, you know, there's a lot of clients out there that I've got full faith that are amazing people, you know, whether I had to drop them at the drop of a hat or whether I was to service their, their gardens for another 40 years. You know, I think they're amazing people. And in this one, I was just like, is this the loop of what it goes? You know, you help them, you put in your, yes, they're paying you, but you're putting your time and effort and everything to a high standard that you can to try and transform areas, you know, and this is, this is what comes out of it. The fact of, you know, and I actually said back to this person at the time that I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm really sorry that you feel the way you do. And this is just in a nutshell, but I have got a family at home and with the extra 30 minutes traveling or your direction and 25 minutes back, I say, that's an extra hour I don't get with my family at night. And it's because of, it's not the job or the time at the property, it's the travel. You know, and I've never received a word back at all saying, I understand where you're coming from or anything. So so that's what happens. But you've got to press the button on things that make the difference to you and what's going to push you forward. And if even outside of a business sense here, if you're just a homeowner and you just enjoy, you know, looking after your garden, rented a property, whatever it might be, it might be a mother's garden, you might live in some flats, then just do what you want to do, just do it, if you've got them plans of renovating your lawn this year, just do it, what are you waiting for, just go for it, you know, if you want to try 
try your hand at a different type of landscaping or if you're already within the business or even just a DIYer and you want to build a pergola or lay down some slabs, just do it. You know, you we're all here trying to improve our abilities and move forward and the more you learn about yourself can only be done, I think, when you're actually putting yourself in these these positions of of growth, you know, in positions where you're tested to learn and to fail and learn by failing. And, you know, that's just the best and the most interesting way forward with that, I think. And it does, it gives me an absolute buzz about it because we shouldn't be sitting here standing still. What good's that doing to anyone? You know, we should be striving to do better, striving to move forward. And I hope that that kind of rubs off to someone. And, you know, if this whole podcast turns one of my listeners away and they go, frigate, the prices are going up. You know what? We're struggling with bills now that we're paying an extra 150 quid a month on fuel because my wife has to travel and, and I've got to, you know, service three different towns or three different cities around me just to make ends meet. Frigate, everyone's going up a fiver. You know, you're going to lose some business, but when you work it out, when you lose a, there's a certain percentage, and I haven't pre-worked this, none of the podcast is like pre-written, this is just in the flow, so, but there's a percentage of, if you just raised every customer by a fiver, and you had 50 or 100 customers, then there's a percentage you can lose there, which mean, it means that although you're charging more, you're not losing any more customers, uh, sorry, you're, st- you're still making the same amount through the same customers, you know, after you've taken them off. And that was confusing, wasn't it? <laughs> Aye, so if you've got 100 clients and you all raise a five, five pound more, you can lose a percentage and still be earning the same amount. That's better, isn't it? Um, and what that does is you're only going to lose a percentage. You're not going to lose 100 clients through raising everyone a fiver. You might get a few people saying, look, I really don't want to do that. And you stick to your guns. You might have others that just say yes straight away. And you might have some that say, how dare you? This is really outrageous. How can you do this to us? You know, and you drop them anyway because that is an overreaction. And when when that sort of thing happens and when you push forward for this, what does it then do? Let's say you've lost 20 out of 100 clients, right? 20% of your clientele is now jump ship. Let me just do this with you. So you've got 100 clients and you used to charge... £25 each. This is just limit terms, right? That's two and a half grand. You now take away 20% of that because you've lost them, right? You're now making two grand, right? But you'll be raising that money. And what it's going to do anyway is just it's going to have a space. So if you've lost 20, you've now got 20 more spaces to fill with your new pricing. Because how many people that are listening to this now are turning away work each week? always phone that is just off the you know it's blown off the ringer and you are chasing your tail trying to either quote them all up or chase them down or to get them serviced or to squeeze them into a Saturday afternoon or you know whatever it might be I'm guessing a a pretty good amount because if it's happening to me that's only you know I'm already I've got a lid over how much I can grow so my only way of growth and this is possibly why I've learned it my only way of growth at the moment, because I've got no more time, that's a thing I am, I've am, i lost, the things I'm, la- I'm lacking. The, but the one thing I do have is I've got the ability to raise prices and to change services, you know, and, and upsell while I'm already at them properties. So just do it. So that's, and I, I've done this podcast about upselling 
I believe it was the back end of last year when we were speaking through sort of through the winter period. It might have been even the start of this year. And it was speaking about how to raise more money without doing, you know, loads of extra miles or without having to ring up or like push loads of money in advertising. Okay. All it costs is a conversation with one of your clients. Knock on the door while you're already there doing the grass. Excuse me, Mr. Smith. I know that I already do your loan and you know, I hope you really appreciate the transformation that we've made over the last six months. You know, having the stripes in there, you know the sun hits at such a good angle that, you know, it's a beautiful garden that you really do have. Oh yes, yes, Mr. J Rock, you know, it is beautiful. It's best I've ever seen it. That's fantastic. Well, just to let you know, there's some other things that I actually I provide. Alright. Like what? Well, for for example, the lawn looks great, but it could look better. Because I use this line of products in my kit. I use total lawn products. The seed is used on, you know, 60-70% of Premier League football pitches. We can push this out. And if you just let me overseed these areas that are going a bit bold now, the whole garden's going to blend. And this will look so much better. You might have heard one of them speaking about going to have friends around in the summer. Look, look, Mr. Smith, I know that you have people around every single summer. And, uh, you know, what a fantastic garden it is to enjoy. But I noticed your big patio area where you normally host everyone, it's getting pretty mocked up now. And, I, you know, I know it hasn't been power washed in a while. Well, I actually, I actually provide that service. You know, just you don't need to go for it. But just to let you know, power washing comes from £85 per whatever or £100 a job, whatever it might be, however you're going to do these services. And But because, I tell you what, because I'm already here doing your property, I'll do it on the back end of one of the visits and I could actually do it for 70, 100, 120 quid, 300 quid, depending on the size of the patio, you know, and see what they say. Because all they're going to do is turn around and say, nah, no thank you, don't want that. And you go, no worries, well, if you ever do, then you know that I offer it. You know, and that's all that it is. There's not a, there's not a pie in the face, you know, that you're not going to get slapped about or cancelled as a as a service provider because you're offering these things you know just by pushing that button and just doing it just having them conversations is just going to help you move forward you personally you as a business whatever it might be and yeah it's really just it's really part of it it's really part of just pushing forward so that's really what I've been sort of thinking of lately and that's where I've been at uh another area where I've actually been thinking about growing is right on or not so much right on but bigger more and i have seen i'm very much in the second hand market here because i've i've got such few properties that require it you know i don't have 15 15 pro, uh, gardens on on profile at the minute where i could justify having a a 7 to 15 grand right on more it's just not there yet but what I do know is that I've turned down two commercial opportunities this year already that could have used one. I have got a couple of residential that could use one currently that I do service. And there's more sort of in the pipeline. So that's where I'm already thinking towards. And I don't want to chuck all my profits into one. But I'm looking at, you know, something that's either commercial and it's got a bit of time to it. It might just need a bit of love and affection, a bit of maintenance. Or I'm also looking for maybe residential market, but it's still got a bit of life left in it and, you know, it's it's under a grand. So that's my two positions on it. The one that I'm actually looking at at the moment is an MTD walk-behind mower. So it's a 33-inch, what would get you through 
most of the average size gates in the UK, or at least up this way. And 33-inch, it's got the engine of a tractor mower, but it's the size of a push-behind. bit bigger, though, you know, it's obviously 33-inch. It's, you know, it's oversized slightly. But it's, it's a walk-behind, so it's kind of like these commercial walk-behinds. You might have seen a lot of the Skags getting used by councils or possibly the Toros. I know Ferris do a lot of them as well. And these are pretty good for rough areas. You know, if you're going over sort of paddocks or you've got slightly hilly terrain or things like that. And within a few of my commercial, uh, not commercial, within a few of my properties that I take care of, there's either these rough areas or there's... Um, there's just areas that are very large, you know. There's that. There's one property that I've got that's about a third of an acre. Yeah, about a third of an acre. And although I do that with a wee bang, it takes me two hours, what isn't bad. And that's two hours to complete, so streaming as well. So it's about an hour and 40 minutes of mowing time, an hour and 45. And I just think, with something this size, it would be a whole lot quicker, I'm guessing. And this is because you don't get a demo half the things that you ever want to demo. And this is my other thing with demos is that you don't often get the chance to bring them onto site as far as I'm aware to demo. What I would like to do is to take some of these machines, use them for two weeks and use them on my properties that I'm going to be using them on and see if they work well because you go to a, a machine manufacturer or whatever they might be, to their HQ or to whatever store, and they've got a paddock area out, out the back that's kept, you know, so it's three inches high. You know, really, what's that going to show me? Let's say it's all perfectly flat. So unless there's a bit, bit, a bit of everything there, a bit of different things that replicate your properties, it doesn't work that well. So I'm in the process of it, of, of it at the minute. I'm in the process of also getting in touch with companies and asking of the use of a ride-on mower, both for content purposes and for my own personal jobs. Obviously, I would be able to get content of that. But also mainly... Just in general, I'm inquiring about bits of equipment for me to use that I can add to the fleet. And I can't remember if I mentioned in the last one, but I've now got my own lockup. So it's a 20 foot by 10 or 20 foot by 8 foot, I think it actually is. Lockup, ISO container, and that's £85 a month. Just to say, because I, I know people are always interested in prices and what your price is compared to their price or whether it's a machine or, well, you know these storage facilities, whatever it might be. Everyone's always interested in hearing about prices, so I'm always going to try and drop them in there. And I'm never trying to just show off about things if I'm, you know, if I've quoted in high for a job or anything like that. But what it's for is just to give you a bit of, bit of, uh, you know, you can see what I'm paying for what. So anyway, these ISO containers that I pay for now, it's £85. And that now has allowed me to, you know, look at new equipment. Before that, I was so restricted to to what it could be and what I could fit in. And, you know, if I was going to start chucking tarpaulins or everything at home, you know, I was limited. Again, I had that lid over me. So many times without us even thinking about it, we have this, you know, in this case, a lid over you. You have this roof on you where there's only so much room to grow before you hit it. And then there's nowhere to go. and you. You you like a you like a pop bound plant, and for anyone that doesn't know what that means, you know when a plant's been in a pot for too long, and it, all its its roots don't go down anymore, it doesn't spread nicely anymore. 
what happens is the roots go around and around and around the plant and you take it out and instead of saying composty soil or whatever else, when you take that plant out of the pot, you just see white because the roots have wrapped around that much. There's no more room to grow, so they're going around and around and around. They're dealing with the best area they have. And we're putting them predicaments. We don't always have money to, you know, upgrade your storage or one ISO container. You might be way past now. You might actually need a full-on uh, yard, basically, with its own storage facility and office and blah, blah, blah. And it's hard to do. So, like I say, we don't always have the money to do that. You might not have the cash flow to invest in that. So, it's very easy to get pop-bound in the, these sort of scenarios. But quite often, the only time that... The only way that people are kept in these situations is because of ourselves. You know, we're the person that can pull that pot from, from underneath the plant. Or, you know, we can remove the roof from the room that you're in, however you want to look at it and we're in control of that a lot of the time and I think for me definitely in this situation I was just thinking about not another expense you know I already pay so much for vehicles and all the rest of it that oh not another expense I don't need that and already just by doing that and being able to store more what means I can get more and hopefully earn more that was all in my hands for, you know, I've had the capability of doing this for the past 12 months and I haven't. And it's just sometimes you've just got to do it. You've just got to pull that trigger and just go for whatever you're aiming for. And, you know, in this case, it's all these situations, it's any and all of these situations of just going forward and thinking forward. Tell you what, there's a, there's a there's a guy, and I don't know whether he will or will not listen to this, so I'm not going to name him, but got in touch with me today as well, asking about pricing. Now, he's a young lad, and his pricing was already pretty low, £10 an hour. And a client for a scarification job, so not only does this bloke, you know, going out his way to try and earn money, create a business, you know, put in the bloody effort of making this real. You know, a client try to get him down to £8 an hour. Now, let's just think about that. In this garden, I've looked at pictures. This garden must be somewhere around 150 metres squared, at least, maybe 200, maybe somewhere in between. And, you know, just think of this for a second. A client getting in touch with you, trying to get you to go to £8 an hour, you know, that that that's that's something else that is. It's, um, it's a mockery. And anyway, speaking to this lad today and just speaking about, and this is probably what's got me a bit pumped up as well, is just telling them like, you're worth more than that. You need to understand this, that, you know, whatever you might be thinking now and whether there's many young people that listen to this podcast, I am not too sure. And I'm just going to actually look at that now because I'm able, I've am i got the ability usually to, to see age ranges on my podcasts, if anyone didn't know. So yeah, 1% of my listeners are under the age of 17 i've got eight percent between 18 and 22 and just find one and that keeps going up and up and up but the biggest majority here just so you're aware 30 percent is between 28 and 34 so if you're between the ages of 28 and 34 right now then you make up 30 percent of my podcast listening views if you're between 35 and 44 you make up 28 percent there you go anyway so speaking to this young lad and and he could be the only one actually at one percent god knows but 
speaking to women, I'm just thinking, you're worth more than that, mate. But in the way I put it, and this is for anyone that is maybe on the younger side that is going for it, or if you're you're currently working your business off the the predicament you're currently in. Let's say you're living with family, you're living with your mother, your father, your cousin, you know, you're sharing a, a house with your brother, whatever it might be, right? And you're on that lower expenses, all right? Let's say that you only pay £200 board or whatever it might be. I'm just trying to word this in a way that you get what I'm saying. So let's say your expenses are only half that of someone that might actually be paying a mortgage and having to deal with all the other bills that come with owning your own house or renting a high-value property. However you're charging now, you've got to think of, and if you're basing that on how you're living now, then how are you ever going to progress forward? How are you ever going to buy that house? How are you ever going to, you know, make the jump from that two-bed flat that you're living in to a four-bed detached with a yard to it? You know, a yard area. When I say yard, because we're over here in the UK, I just mean as in like a, you know, a hardened area where you could store your equipment and stick down a nicer container, all that sort of stuff. I don't mean the grass part. However it might work. Okay, how are you ever going to make that jump and afford that? This is what you should be doing right here, is you should be just pulling the trigger, just doing it, just going for it. You should be holding yourself to a point where you are worth that next step. And the only way that you can do that is work off all your expenses that you may need now, okay, for the life you want to have, whether in two months, in two years' time or three years' time. Have a look at it. Go on Zoopla. Go on Rightmove. Find a house that you love and go, that's where I want to live. Go down to the little mortgage calculator at the bottom. See how much the mortgage price is over 35 years, 30 years, 25 years, whatever it would be. Grand a year. Uh, sorry, grand a month, let's say. Factor that in. <laughs> Make that into your prices. If that's where you want to be. You know, and you, this whole podcast isn't about anything in particular. It's just about, and, I, and I'm saying that as an example-wise, it's just about just doing it, whatever it is. And it's really where I sit. So anyway, I hope everyone has a fantastic week. The weather's picking up here. It's looking like temps are going to be rising in Scotland to around about 17 degrees over the next couple of weeks. What means for all the renovations I've currently done, as long as they keep getting watered, because there's one I visited today and it hadn't been for the whole day and it was like half three or whatnot. But as long as they're all getting watered, that means that things are going to be growing pretty quick and I put it on my Instagram today of one that was two weeks ago in length and I never put the difference up but the growth in them two weeks there must have been like 12 inches of growth there it was crazy uh, so it looked like I hadn't touched it in months and so things are them soil temps are definitely creeping up now and things are going to start germinating and sort of sort of start jumping up in growth so we're, we're into the season well and truly and we're feeling them the better cold, hopefully, behind us with all the frosts. Don't want to say that too loud. Um, yeah, we're all sort of moving forward. So I want you to really enjoy this weekend that you've got. I hope you enjoy Bank Holiday Monday. I hope you're either taking it off. If you're not taking it off because we're all workaholics, then I hope that when you're there grafting, you're probably listening to this podcast and you're enjoying life. So if you are, whatever way it might be, whatever position you're in, Whatever your goals are, whatever motivates you to get up in the morning, whether it's family, friends, you know, prospects of what you want in the future, just do it. Just go for it. Just pull the button. Pull that. Pull the button. 
pull the trigger, push the button, whatever it might be. I'm telling you, just go for it. And, you know, nothing can hold us back. We're in it together. Any questions at all, get in touch with me. I'm more than happy to answer them. And finally, I just want to say, again, as I always do, number one thing that you can do for me for this podcast is write a review, actually. I was going to name a a few things, but one is write a review. If you can just write some words, whatever it might be to you. If you don't like writing uh, writing reviews, then just leave me one of the star uh, star sliders on the review section on iTunes. It really, really helps. You can subscribe through the Spotify side of words, the world, if that's the way that you listen to it. Just looking here, Spotify makes up 51% of all those that are listening on this podcast. Apple makes up 37%. So even if you're a Spotify user, that's what that shows me here, and I've, I've not actually said before, that 51% of you that listen through Spotify, if you could just jump over to iTunes, type it in through Google, and find my podcast, it takes nothing. I don't believe you even need to sign up for an account. You can just rate it. So it'd be a massive help, and I'd love to hear from you. But anyway, take care, enjoy this weekend, enjoy the bank holiday, and we'll see you again next week. Take care.